0: Welcome to the soccer podcast where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Duane. Sebastian, big weekend coming up. We've got a lot of games this weekend. I think I might hit close to my record number of games that I've ever had to coach in a two-day span.
1: How many? You have like
0: 12? I I have 12 games in general, uh, or the possibility of 12. I have for sure... Guaranteed 11, um, with a possibility of a 12, and out of those possible 12, I will be at 10 of them.
1: That's that's pretty impressive.
0: The only time that I can remember having coached almost that many games was, um, I was in a tournament in this is like the old, like this is back when, um, the August Cup used to like was, was a little more popular um down at the uh, Maryland Soccer Plex and uh this is I was filling in for for Sheck who at the time was coaching in our club she was coaching our 5 girls team who were U12 at that point and I was coaching the O6s and I was also coaching the O1s so I filled in for her and I coached all three teams that weekend and I still managed to somehow see other games as well but um that Saturday I think I coached a total of 6 games um, so yeah, I'm gonna get close on Saturday. Saturday, I'm only gonna coach five no matter what. Yeah, that's yeah, the possibility of another five uh, on Sunday, too. Sunday.
1: That, yeah, I think I have five on Saturday as well, but but 12 games. Like so, that... funny
0: story. So, funny story, and it, it, it'll kind of tie into our interview later, uh, just because of the relationship with, with the one play with one of the players because she brings up the story all the time. Um, so that 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 last game that I coached, that sixth game that I coached, uh, that Saturday at the Maryland Soccer Plex, uh, I was absolutely exhausted. I was absolutely shot by that point, point. and it was the old one girls game. Uh, one of the rare times that you'll see me coaching barefoot. Um, my shoes, my shoes had been soaked because I had like an eight o'clock game, so all the you had all that morning dew on it. So like feet are yeah. just like all gross and like pruny. So by that point, I was just like I was honestly just coaching barefoot. It was hot um uh so uh that was a game that i almost got thrown out uh this uh this um how do i put it nicely uh this experienced referee um uh she uh she was not happy with the way i was talking to her or the the fact that i was questioning her calls and she said if you say one more word i'm going to throw you out and in that moment i thought to myself and my team manager at the time uh, had already started walking around the field she like i saw her like <laughs> I, I saw, her in the cor- I saw her at the corner of my eye she was already walking around the field just because she was already she was carded on the team just in case um she was and, ready uh, and uh she was ready and in that moment i really thought to myself I, if i just said if i honestly just said one more word like literally just say one more word just to the just did like just just it just like Top it all off. Top it all off. Just literally flat out say one more word. Um, one more I, word. I, 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 I didn't. I didn't say it. I uh, I stayed the rest of the game. Um, if I'm not mistaken, we might have been, we might have actually been playing hand in that game. I think we were, we were playing hand and I think we lost four to two. I could probably go back towards like the tour, like through the God soccer ranking, like, like old history to figure out if that's what, but it, it might've been, I I'm going to look it up in a little bit. Um, but I think we were playing Henlopen, and, and I think we lost four to two that game, or something like that. But or for nothing. But I, yeah, I I vividly remember that game. August Cup. August Cup. So hopefully, hopefully not the same. Hopefully not the same this year, uh, with uh, with Old Line uh, State Tournament still in Maryland though. So that's kind of cool. But um, right. hopefully, not, hopefully not the same. Hopefully I'll keep my shoes on. Um, um. So <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, please keep your shoes
0: on. I will. I will have one hundred percent. Please keep your shoes, shoes, shoes on. Um, it's also gonna be a little cold, so I don't know if I'm gonna be be able to like go out of there barefoot in like sixty degrees and so. I
1: know, we've been training in like seventy degree weather. Now it's back to the cold.
0: Yeah, yesterday I was on full parka, pants, and everything. Um, so did it I, snow? It, it snowed for a very for a little bit, like in the in the like early afternoon.
1: Imagine the tournament getting canceled all of a sudden for snow.
0: For snow in April, yeah um all right uh duane uh pre pre juniors and pre rep academy uh that started last week how did it
1: go uh it was great we had good numbers um everybody was excited to be there um parents looked great um the kids had a great time um i mean the goal is just to have fun um, while also getting some development out of the kids so I mean, we always want the kids to have fun first, right? That's how we keep them to continue their development and wanting to play, wanting to get more out of it. So um, it was awesome. We had about 20 kids in each group, boys and girls. So numbers were good and we had a great time.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's really good. That's what we, that's all we want to see. Um, I'm excited for that program just because it's, it allows us to build numbers in a, potentially our travel programs and our juniors program. Um, which is which is what we're looking for. So that's and we we'll have ID sessions. We'll we'll announce our ID, our ID sessions in the next few days, uh, but we have those coming up. So that'll be you know we'll probably talk about them next week on the podcast. Yeah, um, but what we do have coming up on Sunday is uh, Delaware Union Diamonds tryouts, part two, uh, part two out of three. Yeah, uh, we got we got some more player announcements coming up next week as well. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, for to stay up to date with all that, we'll announce our schedule very, very soon. Uh, but to stay up to date with that, uh, make sure you check us out on facebookcom Diamonds or Delaware Union uh, for for our main club account. On Instagram at Delaware Union Soccer or at De Union Diamonds, and on Twitter at the De Union Soccer. So make sure you're you're on social media. You hit us up. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Subscribe to the podcast. Absolutely. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, that's that's what allows us to be able to continue to do the podcast. Uh, the marketing analytics department constantly pushing us to to get people to subscribe to the podcast.
1: They want a million followers. They want
0: a million followers. I wish the marketing analytics department could actually tell me how many subscribers we actually have. Um, they won't release the information to me. I'm not entirely sure why they're holding on to that information. But Duane. Duane. 29 weeks ago. All right, 29 weeks ago pretty much to the to the week because, you know, this is episode 43 and then that was 29 weeks before that, which was episode 14. Uh we had probably one of our most fun guests that we've had on our podcast. Uh she was probably the second or third college coach we had. Uh she was our first D3 coach that we had. We talked a lot about Division 3. Um and then 6 months later, she's back. So welcome back to the podcast, Eileen Ascalis, the Ursinus College women's soccer head coach. How are you, coach?
2: Hi, Sebastian. Hi, Dwayne. I'm doing very, very well. Thanks so much. Um, things are good on our end here at Ursinus. Uh, I hope the same for the both of you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks. And you brought you brought somebody with you today, and this is this is also a first, uh, first time we've had player and coach here at the same time. So, coach, who tell us who you brought?
2: Well, this is Morgan Raleigh. She is a sophomore midfielder for me. She is uh, uh, one of the fiercest competitors I've ever coached. She is a fabulous member of our program, highly regarded in every capacity. And I think you're really, really going to enjoy chatting with her.
0: Awesome. I'm really, really excited about this. So uh, Coach and Morgan, how how was the spring season for you? I know you got to train um we we follow you on social media uh if you haven't followed ursinus uh women's soccer on social media make sure you go follow follow them they uh they they do some fantastic stuff on social media uh it it just makes you engaged i i I, it just makes me want to cheer for you every time i see it so um but how was the spring season for for you
2: sure so for us i'll kind of give you an idea of what what the structure was for us. And then obviously Morgan was the one boots on the ground in the middle of it all. So she can touch on that, but, um, credit to her sinus. We, we were given a bunch of weeks to train this spring as a team. Uh, we started in February, we just recently ended. So we, we had quite the span of weather. Morgan will remember the days that it was freezing the couple of super nice days, the days we couldn't get the balls to not stay on the field. Cause they were blowing down the days that we played in the snow on the sidelines, uh, and everything in between. So, uh, it was an interesting experience for us, but it, you know, we went in with the mentality of, Hey, let's, let's enjoy each other. Let's enjoy this opportunity. Be grateful for the, for the chance to be on the, f- on the field together. Um, our seniors, many of our seniors were involved for them. It was the last time they were going to be on this, this field that they called home. And, uh, but at the same time, can we you know, can we put our nose to the grindstone and also try to, you know, can we develop individually? Can we develop as a team? Because, you know, we have a fall season that we're expecting to happen and something to look forward to. So, how to purpose every day in addition to like, hey, let's just be, you know, let's just be happy that we're here because there's so many others who are not as fortunate as us right now. Um, so, but we ended our team training just a few weeks ago. Well, there's only a few more sem- uh, weeks left in the semester, and so what we've been focusing for the last couple, and Morgan's been a part of all of these thus far, is we're doing small group training, a lot of technical work, a lot of just, you know, let's keep, keep fresh on the ball, not lose sight of, you know, all the work that we did, and so that's been really kind of enjoyable as well these last couple of weeks, and then, you know, Morgan goes home here in three weeks. The semester is unbelievably enough coming to a close which is crazy to think about but Morgan, like I said was boots on the ground she's the one who had to show up every day and put the work in so Morgan you want to give a little insight into into our spring and what we've been doing it's really February
3: yeah so I've never really had an official spring season because right when we were about to start ours we got sent home because of COVID so this is like my first time experiencing it um with these COVID restrictions, we started out with more technical stuff, which I like the technical aspect of the game. So that's something I really enjoyed, but I was always itching to get back and do some contacts. I haven't really had that sort of interaction like that context since probably our fall season, 2019. So it was fun getting together with the team as well. So you don't really get to see each other outside of that as much as you want to. So it was nice to have the technical and then towards the end of the season we were allowed to do a little bit more small side stuff. And then thankfully we got to do a little inner squad scrimmage at the end. So that was always fun to do.
0: I watched that inner squad scrimmage. It was fun. It was was fun to watch. Um, It, it, it it definitely looked competitive. Uh, It didn't look like there was a whole lot of uh, friends on the field, basically, like it was, which is cool. That's what you want to see. Right. Listen, the, the moment the uniforms get put on, like it's it's competition from there and that's that's really really cool um so morgan in general how was the how was the spring semester for you as a student having to now deal with with more practices than you've than you've dealt with before uh this time of the year
3: yeah so we kind of had a similar structure practice wise as we did in the fall so it was a little bit easier to maintain this semester as i got to deal with that in the fall as well but I had a little bit more harder classes this semester, so trying to navigate around that and just a little bit more time management I had to work on. But luckily, I had a fall season in 2019 when I was a freshman. So I was able to really figure out how I could manage my time in academics and also like athletically as well. So it was nice to be able to be a little bit more experienced in that aspect. And with a little bit fewer practices uh, in the spring, it was it was nice to be able to have that good time management skill.
0: And considering, I'm assuming you, you, there was a ton of guidelines in general you had to follow. Um, how important was was the team chemistry at that point for you, Morgan? And then, and then, Coach will ask you after the same idea. But, Morgan, how how important was the team chemistry to kind of get through these tough times? That again, can't imagine that you, you you again you have to probably you know isolate yourself from certain people and, and things like that and all these guidelines you had to follow. So, how was how important was the the team at that point?
3: Yeah. So the team chemistry is actually what interested me about coming here in general when I was in the recruiting process. So everyone on the team is always there for each other. They're reaching out to each other. They always want to see each other uh, succeed. And um, when we first came in the fall, we organized the team together, socially distanced outside and just kind of like introduced each other and try to like form that team chemistry that we can. And then just having each other's back and being there for each other. It's just one thing that everybody needs, especially during this time. So it was nice to have everyone.
0: And and coach, what about, what about you? What was the, how important was the team chemistry? I know. um, And again, from watching social media, you guys did a lot of, uh, you did a lot of the team chemistry and team bonding activities before. So how important was building a, a really good solid foundation for that?
2: Sure. So I'm a firm believer and Morgan probably heard this when I was going through the recruiting process with her that, it's it's the foundation of your program. At the end of the day, like it is not a natural thing, I, I, in my personal opinion, for team chemistry to just automatically be there. It's something you have to work at. You have to you have to put the time and effort into it, and it's not easy. Um, and so it's a foundation and a staple of our program to work on it regularly, anyways. And while you know things were different this past year, you know your your hands are tied in different ways. We still tried to make it as much of a focus as it was before, but obviously getting creative in how we did it because, you know, we're all going through something all the time, but talk about the struggles that each of us individually have had over the past years. So, you know, credit to my players for, for, you know, just really having each other's backs, as Morgan said, and they're good young ladies. They're great people. They're high character, high character people in the first place, but, I, there's an understanding here that how, to get through this, it'll be easier if we do it together. So it has been a staple. It was no different for us in terms of the effort we put into it. We just had to get creative in ways to do it at certain points throughout the year.
0: And and we talked about this last week with uh, with Coach Mike Baricara from UD. Um, how important was it for you individually as a coach? Because the one thing we sometimes forget. Um, and I brought this up at my club practice last night. Sometimes we forget that the coaches show up to practice after having gone through whatever other things they've gone through in their life in general, right? And, and it's almost forgotten about, right? That the mental health of the coach at times is is put off to the side just because you're expected to, to be at 100%, 100% of the time. Um, but how is, uh, how is your, the support system from your coaching staff helpful for for you as a staff to be able to get through? having to coach completely in a different scenario than you've had to coach before. How, how is that? And how did you adjust to it as a, as a staff?
2: Sure. I actually met with Morgan and her teammates all of last week, kind of wrap up the year, do individual meetings with everyone, make sure everyone's okay. As, as the stress of the semester is starting to pile on, I think. Uh, and And there were a handful of them that I said, Hey, you know, keep going. The end is in sight. You can do this. I believe in you and brought up at times that, you know, the days that you didn't want to go to practice the days that it was just something else to do because of everything else that you have on your plate. Those days happen for the coaches too. It, you know, every once in a while, um, you know, it, it's not, you know, I, I have the same feelings that you do that Morgan does that her teammates have now and again. So I appreciate you, you saying that. Um, Cause I do think sometimes every once in a while people lose sight of that, but I'm lucky. I have um, good assistant coaches who are fabulous. who are friends. I have a phenomenal administration in my department. I have very, very strong women that I can look up to, um, who are mentors to me within my with my athletic department. And I think, to some extent, you know, it's no different than the players who who are, are find their their people within the team. They find their pack within the team. You know, the coaches here at Ursinus have have a you know have a really great bond with with each other. So while it might not be, you know. Always, my assistant coaches or whatever. I've got friends in the department from other sports and other, you know, and other areas that we can lean on each other too. And, and grateful to have that. And that I think is a testament to Ursinus as well. Morgan talked about, you know, the the team chemistry. You know, that that's in Ursinus culture as well.
0: And um, and how did you, what diff what what did you have to adjust differently in the way you coached uh, this this spring or this entire year? Than, than in previous seasons uh you, you know I think something that we all had to get used to is uh and, and I'm assuming probably a lot different in the in the college aspect of it because the college season is usually very extremely structured um so you 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 kind of somewhat sort of know how many players you are gonna have a training um you you know your structure, you know your practice times and things like that. how did you have to how did you adjust to the fact that uh that a it was it was probably, um, at times unknown when you were going to be training and things like that, uh, the amount of players, you know, quarantining and all these other things that that I'm sure could come up, but what did you have to do differently from a coaching standpoint this past year?
2: Sure. It was open your mind up to, to recognizing that that's a real possibility every single day, Morgan and her teammates got text messages and emails after me after, you know, day in and day out saying, Hey, thank you for your flexibility. Thank you for your adaptability. We need to make a change it's, it's happening. It's not happening. We've totally revamped it, everything like that. So it's the recognition that things could change instantly and you got to pivot on a dime and you got to be okay with it and, and not allow your frustrations with it to, to seep into the job that you're trying to do. And there's, there's just also the, the, you know, you're, you're always trying to figure out how to engage your athletes. And, and that is an area of improvement that I can 100% always, always kind of work on. And so a lot of it for me was like, how do I get them to grind? How do I get them to, to, to buy into what we're doing? But at the same time, know that things are, when we're not competing for anything at the time, at the, at the moment, we didn't compete in the fall. We didn't compete against anyone else in the spring. It was, Hey, how can we make a meaningful session where we're improving, we're developing, but at the same time, you know, recognizing that there's no win or loss on the line. So how can I, what can I incorporate into training that, 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 that gets them going, that fires them up, that gets them happy, gets them excited to be there knowing that, Hey, we're going to train for this amount of weeks, this amount of days. And we're not actually going to leave campus and go and go play against anyone. No one's coming on to our campus. And we're not trying to defend our home team. So that was a big adjustment trying to kind of just incorporate things that maybe I wouldn't in a normal season, given the the magnitude of what we're trying to accomplish.
0: Um, Morgan, what, you know, considering what what coach just said what are what are some of the takeaways from this past year that you think will carry over into into the fall season when hopefully you guys are, are back on the field in a full schedule
3: yeah so I guess just like you never really know where you're going to be dealt with so you kind of just have to be prepared for everything and like anything that comes your way so like in our previous fall season we had so many injuries we had to adapt to new players coming in and just dealing with those difficult and like encounters that we've had to experience, you just got to handle it and move on and go with it, I guess. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. I I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. Sometimes we, we take things for granted. Um, And I think this past year has, has allowed us to be able to, to appreciate the little things, Um, the little things that, you know, being able to put on your cleats every morning or, or, or every afternoon or whenever it is you train, um, like even that small, that small, you know, action uh, at times could mean, could mean putting a smile on your face that day or not. Right. And and we've all had those moments over the last year year and a half at this point. Um, Morgan, what, and, and you said the teen chemistry drew you into, to her sinus when you're going through the recruiting process. Um, what, what was one of the main reasons outside of team chemistry, what else, what else drew you to our assignments? Like why, why did you choose to to move from Jersey to, uh, to PA?
3: Yeah. So I am from New Jersey, so it's in a reasonable distance where I'm far enough away from home, but I can also have my parents and family come up and watch me for games, which is something that I really wanted. And then on the academic side, I know we are a very strong ac- academic institution and we have smaller class sizes. It's a very close-knit, small community. So that is something I was really looking for in the recruiting process. And then just athletically, I just saw how, like, how good this uh, athletic program was here at our Her sinus. And then coach was very uh, easy to talk to and was very uh, engaging throughout the recruiting process. So she really drew me in and then, like, the academic institution as well.
0: What are you majoring in?
3: I'm a health and exercise physiology major.
0: Yeah. What, what do you want to do
3: i would like to go to pt school after this and become a physical therapist
0: nice that's that's really cool um so you coach mentioned you're a midfielder um where in the midfield do you play center mid outside mid
3: usually a center mid usually at the 10 or something like that so
0: nice i like it oh lo- <laughs> love a good 10
2: he's so, as good as they come
0: oh just someone that can just see the see the feel thread that needle yeah <laughs> that's actually that's right. There you go. Perfect. Um, coach, where, where did, where did Morgan check the boxes for you?
2: Uh, Morgan Morgan checked them all. That's for sure. But you know, every coach is obviously looking for players who are going to impact their team who are, who they're going to add to the top of their talent pool. Right. And that's Morgan. There's no question about it. But as for me, I speak personally here as I was, you know, hired to, to, to build a program to, 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 to do, some things specifically here i'm still very much this is still the driving force but you are looking for for players that that are high character that for me i say it all the time that are i lean compatible people that that i or i feel like i'm compatible with that i can have who i want as part of my life and so as a high energy person, as a bit of a bouncing ball, you know, people that I can have a conversation with people who I think have, you know, who, who can look inward at themselves, people who have a sense of humor, um, who can click into, you know, the the mode that I need them to be on when they step on the field. But ultimately you're, you know, everything in life, no different here is about the relationships you build and the people you surround yourself with. So for me, Morgan, Morgan is as technical as they come. Vision is off the charts. She's an absolute, worker bee i mean she does it all in the field and and there's no one who'll tell you otherwise but you know well i love that about you Morgan and what i love you know but what i love more is just the, the person that she is um the the representation that she brings to her sinus to the program i mean she is just you know she's just exactly what you want um to showcase within your program so she's just great
0: And I think we talked about this the last time, again, uh, 29 Mm -hmm. weeks ago, we talked about exactly this. We talked about the, the, the idea of culture and, 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 and how important it was to find the person, um, more than anything else was was finding the person and somebody that was compatible. Um, Morgan, uh, I want to ask you about something that I think I know about your program. and, And if, uh, uh, if, uh, if, if I'm, if I'm, uh, spilling the tea, as apparently the the kids call it these days. Uh, uh, I I'm, I think I'm right, Dwayne. Right? Like Dwayne Dwayne has been my uh, my coach when it comes to having the the new the new lingo down. Considering he's yeah, younger you than me. I, I got the tea. You got um, the tea. So Morgan, um, your team did a joke of the day, right? Or or a joke of the week, or something like that on Fridays. Is that it? joke yep,
3: that- Fridays.
0: Joke Fridays. All right, Morgan, did, did at any point did you get the biggest laughs?
3: No, I'm not really uh didn't really participate that much in Joke Friday. There was uh, a <laughs> one girl on our team. She's a sophomore as well. She always came prepared with at least one or two jokes and yeah, they always always ended up being funny. So, I unfortunately did not come with any funny jokes. Not really of a funny person, I guess I would say. <laughs>
0: Uh, coach what where did the where did the joke joke fridays come come about because when i found out about it i was i was absolutely fascinated by it
2: yeah it's i mean it's it's one of our staples i uh I, and and it is because it was an important part of my it was it was an, a fun part of my experience as a college student athlete as well so my college coach i played at Ryder university for kevin long who i hold near and dear to my heart to this day um we did joke Friday when I was a Ryder University women's soccer player, so um, loved it. Have brought it to all of my teams that I've been a head coach at, and you know can't can't see that it's something that that I don't you know continue to do with all of my teams and all of my players. So you know it's fun, it's fun. Except when they tell the jokes that they really shouldn't tell because <laughs> in a while those ones come up, and you know you just can't do anything but stand there stand there and embarrass and say I I uh, allowed this to happen.
0: I'm hoping I'm hoping that our that our that our former Delaware Union player, uh, Maddie Nall, was not one of those players. Uh, I'm hoping. Uh,
2: I'll tell you what I'm not sure. Do you, do you think Maddie has has Maddie's uh, provided on joke Friday, Morgan? Do you have any recollection? I don't think she has. No, I, I know. I, don't think
0: I know. I gave her one joke once, or my <laughs> wife did. I, I we gave yeah. her one joke or something like that. Uh, yeah,
2: they get a little nervous as freshmen, but here's the difference between Maddie. Maddie, Maddie, uh, Maddie, uh, really, really kind of ribs on me personally whenever she gets the chance. So while she might not provide on joke Friday, Maddie's definitely in my ear, uh, you know, talk, talk in, mm-hmm. talking back now and again, and yep. so she's comfortable in that sense.
0: She's absolutely 100% <laughs> comfortable in that sense. Uh, I get to, I get to coach her once again here in a few weeks when we start our women's team. And, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a really good time. Um, all right. So one last question about about the, the social media aspect, which I think is, is really cool is um, you started doing uh, on your Instagram, you started doing these like post practice interviews. So where did those come about? And 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 Morgan, did you get to participate in one of them? I think it was one of your other goalkeeper, your other goalkeeper, right? That that did it. Or was it somebody else? Oh, I can't.
2: Uh, the young lady who 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 did the microphone the with the
0: I- shoe? Yeah, with the cleat.
2: Yes, yes um that that is Kayla O'Malley she is a rising senior for me she's okay. our 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 uh, center back
0: oh
2: nice center back she is a, a great leader for us she is also you know when you talk about the players that you're recruiting that you think you can be compatible with like Kayla is a Kayla is an awesome personable funny witty young lady so it was a good role for her um I'm not sure where the idea came from to be honest with you I think it was just, Something that popped in the back of my mind at one point, but they were fun. And Morgan was Morgan was like interview like two or three. I think maybe, you know, we interviewed a senior first. Or I remember going with Emma first, who who made the comment of you don't ever know when it's going to leave. You don't know when it's going to get taken from you. So be grateful, which I'm so thankful that she that she said that. But Morgan, Morgan got in there. Right. I remember I remember your interview.
3: Yeah, I was uh, one of the first few. So, yep.
0: <laughs> how, how was that? How do you feel with that?
3: It was good. So with my interview, they, it was women's history month as well. So I had to give someone who I looked up to growing up and then they just asked how practice was. And that one was when we had one of our windy practices where the balls were flying all over the place. So that's what I mentioned. And then the last one I was asked about equipment. So I always like to help out the team, carry equipment, make sure we have everything. So one of the questions I was asked was why I love, the equipment and i just always want to say that i want to help the team out make sure we have everything so try to do the best i can Mm
0: -hmm. that's awesome that's on and off the field leadership right there
2: That's as much of a team player as you can get that's awesome
0: um all right so coach how is the how is the planning going for the fall season i know you got some some id clinics coming up um in the next couple of well, four or five weeks, May 22nd, I believe is your first one. Um, So can you, can you talk about those, those ID clinics that you have coming up?
2: Sure. Uh, So I'm I'm grateful that our sinus has, um, we're, we're broadening kind of the, or we're loosening. is probably a better way to put it. Loosening a lot of the restrictions that have been on campus that we felt were necessary to keep our campus safe and the community safe. Um, So once our, once the semester ends here after graduation, you know, the students leave, things are opening up a little bit, which we're grateful about. So as a result, we've been given the green light, coaches have been given the green light to have ID clinics, prospect clinics, things like that, basically guests on our campus. So we are, we have three dates lined up right now. May 22nd is our first one. Uh, I believe it's Jul- June 26th and then July 24th. I'm um, not sure we'll hold all of them, to be honest with you, but there are all those dates are out there. And it'll be great to have those who are interested, able to get on our campus. Our, we've been open through our admissions office, but the ap- the opportunity to get on campus, get on the field, meet players like Morgan and others who will be around, um, be coached by myself and my staff, and just, you know, learn as much as you can in a four-hour span about what life is like as an Orsinus College women's soccer player is, is so vital. And I always say that, listen, you know, if you can get to an eye clinic, ID clinic, get to an ID clinic, because if, you know, from the soccer side of things, you hopefully are walking away from the end of the clinic with with a boatload more information than you came in with. And as we've talked about, Sebastian, during the recruiting process, it's all about getting as much information as you can about everything that you would be diving into, team, soccer, social environment, atmosphere, everything. And I am particularly proud of the way that we host our ID clinics and the, you know, just kind of the structure that we have for them and, and I think that you know most of those who've ever attended a, a clinic for us kind of do walk away saying like oh I have a really good idea what, what this would be like if I if I went down this route at our sinus and be a part of this program.
0: Yeah no it's that's really cool. And then what do you um what what's the fall season look like for you right now? Like how many players do you have coming in and and what's that because I'm assuming you already started to plan for that. So
2: oh, never 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 don't right never stop. Um, right now there's no expectations. There's no reason to think that we don't have a, a normal or certainly a much more normal looking fall season. Uh, that'll be, you know, we'll move in mid August for, for a preseason training camp, uh, 16, 17 games in the fall. And hopefully some, you know, we're, we're taking teams by surprise and there's some postseason uh, in our future, which is definitely in our future it will be a matter of when, but, um, no, we're, there's just so much to be excited about. We have eight incomers. We have eight incoming incoming freshmen uh, to come join us. That'll put the roster, you know, in the high 20s. We're excited about uh, some additional goalkeepers uh, to have a little bit uh, more leeway to do some things, you know, with small sided and all that stuff. So there's just so much to be looking forward to. And, you know, uh, I'm ready for a nice little break as I think everybody is. It's been a long academic year, but I, you know, if I could... Uh, if we could do it tomorrow, I'd be ready to do it. To- I'd be excited to do it. I wouldn't be ready, but I would be excited <laughs> uh, to step on the field for, you know, for an NCAA level season.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we really, we really hope that happens for you. Uh, mostly because I, I, I have, I have an her signed women's soccer shirt. Uh, that I want to wear an actual game, uh, yes. not just around my house. Uh, <laughs> now my kids love it because they just see a giant a bear on it, so bear. they they're, they're just they're very excited about it. But I actually want to swear it to an actual game. So, mm-hmm. um, Morgan, what are you looking forward to in the fall season?
3: Yeah, I'm just ready to get back, compete with the team, especially in preseason. It's a very competitive environment, even though it's very tiring. It's well worth it. Um, but just being able to compete against other teams that we've played against in the past, and just to see. Because we haven't really seen the the freshmen we have now play against these these Centennial Conference teams, so it'll be nice to see them play and the incoming freshmen play and just to see what what Coach has planned for us and just be able to compete and play again.
0: Um, uh, that's that's awesome. That's really well put. Um, and we just want to say thank you to both of you, Morgan and, and Coach Eileen, for for coming on. The podcast today uh we wish you the best of luck uh hopefully you guys will have a season hopefully we get to talk in the fall or or over the over preseason again um hopefully we're not going to wait uh you know <laughs> 29 weeks <laughs> to talk again we will we will for sure uh, have you on the podcast again just because it's always a lot of fun to to have you on so uh we, we really appreciate it um and Coach, before you leave, tell everybody where they have to follow you on on Instagram because
2: thank you again. We your Instagram are, is awesome. We I, I take pride in in the Instagram, so thank you so much for for you know boosting up my social media ego. So we are Earthsignus W Soccer on Instagram. We also have a Twitter account, same Earthsignus W Soccer. Uh, a lot of the same content, a little different. Uh, but if you uh you want to get a, a, a kind of an inside glimpse into and so what we're all about, I do think that, uh, it gives you a little bit of that, certainly a little bit of a, of a taste of it. So sign W soccer on Instagram. Thanks
0: Absolutely. Go, go follow that. Uh, we will definitely be tagging that on our, on our post from, from the podcast today. So go follow that. Uh, Morgan coach, thank you so much for coming on today.
3: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here.
0: Dwayne, we have, you and I have been texting back and forth like all week about it and not only that it was funny Brittany had a meeting with linda um who was on the podcast two weeks ago um and uh my wife had a, had a meeting with her and she was like oh well how, how sebastian you know like this is on like monday i think monday or tuesday she's like how sebastian uh like dealing with uh with the with the news about the super league and she was like what are you talking about <laughs> so a couple of things with this one um it was the Super League that was that never was really.
1: It never. Oh, it was more speculation than it was a league. It lasted
0: all of two days. Uh, it was it was pretty funny. Um, the other part was that uh, my my wife brought this up before. Um, she, she feels like uh, Argentina has a lawsuit like that they're able to have against this uh, Super League. Because Argentina has been their uh, their like Premier League, like their their top division of soccer, has been called the Superliga for the last like three or four years. So uh-huh. we so feel like uh, there's a there's a little bit of a little copyright infringement trying to get some cash. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, everybody's
1: got their hands in this pot. You got the US <laughs> funding it. Argentina's got like a league. You, you need a franchise fee. Franchise fee you said barcelona's in there okay they speak spanish super yep gotta get that gotta get that franchise fee right
0: listen man somehow somehow the argentinian league so the super you can watch it on that paramount plus really yeah so now you can watch the art uh, yeah watching it it's it's interesting i watched it for all three minutes before i was like i can't do this um because i watch it but i watch it in spanish i don't watch it in english so watching it with uh with british commentators uh is 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 interesting uh especially because you don't really you have no fans to begin with and they don't pump in any background any of the background noise that you get you get from the argentinian so it's, uh, like out of
1: place. so
0: it's literally just like it's like if me and you all of a sudden started watching a game right now without any sound on and started talking about it
1: yeah that's just out of place
0: it, it started yeah it's it's really kind super
1: league super league guy
0: yeah uh, background knowledge
1: i don't have any <laughs> um Tevis is playing in the super league so there we go there you um, go. I, can, I can tell you a little bit about him there you go um
0: so yeah so so the the super league basically as soon as it as soon as it started it basically faded away
1: well I mean the players didn't like it Nope. Um, The coaches didn't like it. Nope. Um, A lot of people didn't like it. (laughs) I don't think anybody liked it. So I don't get how it even got. I mean, I know why it got traction to be a thing. It was money driven, but like, I don't get how they thought it was going to be a great, like what's what's stopping the clubs. If they want these like rivalry games from just scheduling. I mean, yeah, their schedules are packed, but like, I'm sure they have weekends where they can schedule a friendly against the club and just go out there.
0: So, so here's what, here's what I thought would have been interesting. And I, and I, and I, um I listened to Infantino, the president of FIFA talk. He, he basically said, listen, everyone has got to make the decision, but whatever you decide, you have to commit to it and then live with the consequences. But we, as FIFA do not support this. And none of the Confederate, none of the federations around the world supported it. Everyone was against it. Even UEFA themselves. Now, the interesting part is that, you know, obviously the, the a lot of the backlash would have been that uh, players that are playing on these teams would not have been allowed to play for their national teams, and also that you know the 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 clubs would would have been kicked out of UEFA and um and possibly FIFA and all this other stuff and you know not being able to participate in the Club World Cup and all this stuff. So, you know, m- what I thought was probably behind it was that this this Super League, like, all these clubs or all these people that were starting the Super League ultimately wanted to disaffiliate themselves from FIFA to to begin with. Like, they wanted those sanctions to happen because they probably wanted to form their own federation. You gotta, we, I mean, we all, I think we can all agree the fact that, like, the clubs don't want their players playing on national teams.
1: Yeah, definitely. But you also gotta think for a player, though, like, what's your, what do you want? You want that Right, Real but company.
0: but we're but we're but we're evaluating this as if as if the actual needs of the players are at the at the forefront of this, like what right. what's best for the players at the forefront. And it's absolutely not, like, right? And that's that's and it's wrong, but it's not. It's the way it's been for for years. Players are treated like property, right? They're, they're treated right. as currency. They're they're you know, Neymar he going to. So. Get, Exactly. Neymar going to PSG for an obscene amount of money, like completely flipped the world upside down when it came to transfer markets. Like all of a sudden, all these players were worth way more than they should have been. And again, you're talking about a person. Right. Right. Exactly. So now you're now you're looking at it as a walking dollar sign. Right. So Neymar goes to the goes to the Brazil World Cup in 2014 and breaks his back. And now he's out for five months, four months or whatever it was. All of a sudden, that's an investment that like and this at the time he was still playing for barcelona right so all of a sudden barcelona is losing out on their investment right you don't like your golden boy your 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 ability for psg now to any anytime that neymar gets hurt or something like that like you don't get to generate money off of off of him right you don't get to bring in the sponsorship money and this amount of stuff because all these contracts are so so convoluted like they're all based on like the number of appearances and the number of this, the number of that. If you score this many goals, if you score a goal with your head, if you score a goal with your left pinky, like wh- whatever the case is, like it's more money involved in it. So, you know, it, it's no, it's no surprise that these clubs ultimately wanted to take, first of all, get out of the FIFA fair play. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was, they, they got cash to blow.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Like if you're PSG or your city, you got, you got money.
1: Like, no, yeah, you sit pretty.
0: Yeah, so but you're 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 held to the standards of the FIFA Fair Play. So now you can't spend all that money without being then fined or potentially, um, like what happened with Barcelona before. Move where, different
1: players that you don't really want to move. And,
0: right. So now you know what my fear was that could happen was that the loophole could have been that these clubs started the Super League, and then all of a sudden they fill the second team that was under uefa and could compete in the premier league and stuff like that so all of a sudden your top team is is at the top playing in the super league so your neymar de bruyne all the all those players right and then you fill in a second team to play in the champions league to play in all these other stuff and all these other things because again if you don't have if you if you don't have money restrictions at a certain level, right? So if all your money restrictions are for your second team, right. Of sorts, right? You can you can still build, I mean, listen, if the teams that are being built now are the teams that are built that are built now with with the FIFA fair play, right? In a world where Neymar and Mbappe and the rest of PSG are able to play under the same FIFA fair play rules, right? Imagine what you can build now as a second team.
1: I mean, yeah, you got a good point there. But. So
0: now all of a sudden all these lower right so like if Wolves has one player if uh Aston Villa's got one player one or two players right if you're Dortmund and you have one or two players like all of a sudden these like these clubs that rely on their one big signing that they can afford or that the fact that like their one big development that they ultimately sell to be able to then find the next one and stuff like that all that's gone. Right. Right? Like, Put that away. Yeah. So it makes the league less competitive. So that I think is, I was afraid that that was going to take traction. If that, if this, if the Super League, like maybe the loophole, and I don't know, I, I'm just, I was just speculating, honestly. But I was, and I looked at it because I'm like, man, it's like, it's like if you took our youth soccer problems that we have at times and you took them to the world's biggest stage. Right. You don't like the way they play the league you're gonna play in, or you don't like the competition because you're playing with teams that are beneath you. So what are you gonna do? I'm gonna take my ball and I'm gonna start my own league. Like that's the, that's the stuff we all agree is wrong here in the con- in this country.
1: Right. No, it happens so, everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it happens on the world stage, man. Like let's leave UEFA, let's leave FIFA, let's start our own league. It's all, it's all about cash, man. It's all about money. I just, like, is it, I think, don't you have flexibility just to schedule a friendly, like, you call it a friendly, you play that team, like, I feel like you could still generate money, there's still ways to...
0: Yeah, but, yeah, but, I mean, they did that, they did that with the, with the whatever that's called the, the league that they do over the summer
1: here. It's different, though, that's like preseason.
0: Right, but, but why, what's the point, like, what's the point of Real Madrid and PSG playing each other in the middle of September, if that's not for Champions League,
1: if they want to generate money, they need to generate it to fundraise. I, I guess it just needs to call them, but a that's fundraiser. the thing, though, right? Like, but you have the ability to do that over the summer with preseason, and you still don't see
0: the pre like Messi only plays like one game, or you see something well, like you don't say,
1: like, they don't play because it's preseason, like, that's their rest, that's their vacation, like, right?
0: But so, what's what's to stop them from not playing them in the middle of September whenever you set up this random friendly?
1: I don't know. Maybe the solution is making the champions league like a week. Right? you say like, well, that's
0: group. it. Well, the new format, the new format is supposed to be, you no longer get the group stage with six game, like three home and three away. You get 10 games now, right? Five home, five away against 10 different opponents.
1: I think, but I mean, I'm saying like, if the goal is to raise money, right? Why don't they just like, if you take the champions league format, you say, Hey, you can play, over the course of like, what do they get for uh fifa break 10 days seven days
0: uh yeah yeah but yeah but, but yeah but FIFA, for fifa breaks you have your you have international duties
1: right so like you say you take a like a five to seven day window you can play two matches you know in a neutral site against like, in a big site that's what they want yeah but
0: this- I, I still don't think you would generate the amount of money that this was going to generate because because you got to think about it the 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 money that was that that's even generated from a champions league perspective also gets filtered down through uefa this was going to be controlled by whatever the clubs that were going to be in in charge of this league was so there was less less to divvy out right so there's less of the pie you got to divide up so now i don't know i i'm glad i'm glad it lasted 48 hours now yeah it was well thought out now, what scares me is the fact that they're gonna go back to the drawing table with it and try to rethink it.
1: Absolutely, like but that's also, you know, it's trying to get it.
0: Like that's what that's what's scary to me about it. Um, so yeah, so
1: I mean, I, yeah. What's this scenario, they get some like open dates to schedule friendlies against these top teams. They say, yeah. hey, you know what? We'll give you you guys wanted more rest. We'll extend the season. We'll give you more rest. Here's a weekend. You want to take that weekend and go play Milan? Take that weekend and go play Milan? Generate that money, but you took a weekend off for rest. Yeah. That's your, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, maybe. that's fair. Right? Yeah. All right, call me up. Put me on the drawing board. Let me get my bill. <laughs> you trying to get your piece of the pie? Let me get my, I'm like the Argentinians now. <laughs> that.
0: Right there with them. Get that finder's fee. Um. All right, let's talk about Ashlyn Harris for a second. Let's talk uh, about it. Ashlyn Harris uh is the NWSL player of the Le- player of the week. Uh so she stopped back to back PKs, back to back weekends. Um, and also, you know, Orlando won won one nothing against Washington Spirit, which was their first match that they've won since 2019.
1: They didn't play last year though, right?
0: They didn't, but still. Oh, they did put I thought they pulled out. No, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, they got pulled. Yeah, they got pulled out. But but still, like again, if you think about it, like even going back to 2019, you haven't played in in two years. Or you if you you did, you didn't win. And all of a sudden, like, yeah. So uh yeah, it was it was pretty impressive what she's been able to do. Uh so really, really cool, really cool stuff for Ashlyn Harris. Um who again is is a player that is she's thirty five years old, right? So it's not like she's you know, but as a goalkeeper, you're you're you're, you're able to play a little bit older. Um, but she's showing a lot of experience for Orlando, which is which is really
1: cool. That's so. good.
0: hometown club there, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit. I mean, I think she's she's actually from. Um, Uh, she—if I'm not mistaken, she's yeah, she's from Cocoa Beach, Florida. So she's from not too far away from Orlando. She's just just south of that. So good old Cocoa Beach. Um, (laughs) it's right next to Daytona. For those for those at home, (laughs) (laughs) for those for those playing at home, I'm looking Uh, at Florida
1: and I'm like, okay, where does that? uh, Yeah, I don't
0: know. (laughs) See, Orlando, Orlando is a little bit further west. So you're, it's a little more, little more central Cocoa beach. And then turn East.
1: Yeah. So on like the other side, like where the ocean is. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: All that's right.
1: 95.
0: That is 95. Yeah. Yep. That's mm-hmm.
1: 95. I got you. I can find
0: it. <laughs> what What's on the other side? What's, what's the, what's the one that goes on, uh, on the Gulf of Mexico, you know? West? Yeah. But which one is that? Because which inter- West? yeah, which interstate?
1: Uh no, it's gotta be like an even number, right?
0: No, 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 no. The one that runs north and south.
1: Is it five? Uh five is in California. Little geography lesson in the middle of the soccer podcast. <laughs> like thirteen? Is it like a weird low number?
0: No. No, no, no. It's high actually. Well, it's still a two digit number, but I don't know. Seventy five.
1: 75
0: 75 yeah that goes north and south all right well anyways <laughs> now that geography I've never, le- I've never seen 75 so <laughs> now that geography lesson is done um that's if you
1: want to go to Tampa
0: take 75
1: take 75 there you yeah. go
0: yeah all right uh when now we're going to talk about uh oh Boca Juniors all right so obviously one of my, my favorite club not one of my my favorite club uh you know that's 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 what I support uh, in Argentina, that's what I support in general. In the world, um, that's where, where my world my world stops. Um, all right, so fifty one years ago, or fifty one like it took fifty one years for Boca Juniors to win in La Paz, Bolivia. Now you might be thinking, like, wait, Bolivia like Argentina team Argentina team can't beat them like so playing in La Paz, so they played a Copa Libertadores match, first group stage uh, game. Uh, against the uh, the Bolivian club, the strongest, Hercules. No, the strongest. That's the, yeah, that's, the, uh, the that's the name of the club.
1: Another <laughs> club, Hercules. No, no, no. The strongest. Uh, I remember we were doing that. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The strongest. Um. So now to play in La Paz, just to kind of give everybody an idea of what we're talking about. So Denver, Denver is also referred to as. Mile house City, right? Oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Cause you're five thousand two hundred and eighty feet off the off off sea level. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. La Paz is close to twelve thousand feet above sea level. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So uh so basically the the preparation for it, uh players have to um, so they don't, they go to the, su- they go to another place in Bolivia a day before the game. Right. That's, that's lower, that's in lower elevation. And then the morning of they fly up, literally up. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the few places in the world where you have to, where you need to go up in order to be able to go down with your plane. Like, to land. Yeah. You have to yeah. go up in order to be able to land. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, because I, you're not... Because you're not... You're not... You you have to go further up than where you're normally flying at in order to be able to land. Yeah. So, they they you, you get there in the morning of the game because that way you don't have to... Like, the, the elevation doesn't hit you as hard.
1: I just have to say, it sounds like home field advantage all the way.
0: So, the ball... The ball... Just flies.
1: I was about to say, like I know in like Denver, like the field goals, they're like, yeah, you know, they can kick it from like sixty. so I was about to say,
0: y'all know, yeah, you can, yeah, that ball flies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Boca Juniors with a big win, one nothing. uh The
1: keeper scored.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one nothing after fifty-one years.
1: Can you imagine that, like the keeper just play a ball, like that's <laughs> a tactic, right? The keeper, yeah, play the play the ball wide to the keeper, just. You could see some of the
0: players, especially because they're not used to it. So you could see some of the Boca players, um, like getting, like just like after like a ten or fifteen yard sprint or twenty yard sprint, like fully just completely out of breath at that point.
1: Yeah, I was about to like. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so big, big win for Boca Juniors. Hopefully, hopefully getting. We're we're in this. We're in the search of the seventh, looking for that seventh, and you only have to go others. there once, right? Only have to go there once. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> No, but after that, we got to go to we got to go to Ecuador, which is also, you know, it's not as high, but it's still pretty high. Um, But yeah, so all right. Player of the match. Uh, My player of the match is Wolves, like the actual Wolverhampton, like uh, yeah, Wolves, Uh, because Wolves did something that I thought was the absolute one of the absolute best things. So when the Super League thing started going. Uh, they changed their Twitter, their official Twitter, like uh, like bio or info or whatever it's called to uh, it says Wolves official Wolves account or whatever. Uh, Premier League Champions 2018 2019. What (laughs) because in the 2018 2019, they came in sixth or seventh, or I think they came in sixth in the league that year. Uh, because the top teams were City. Chelsea, Manchester United, uh, Arsenal, and uh, I think Tottenham.
1: <laughs> so, so
0: they all so, so they they literally they literally uh, did a screenshot of the standings, crossed off the top five teams <laughs> with a big X, and just left themselves on there. So uh, that's it, hilarious. It was uh, it was really funny. I thought it was super clever. I thought it was a way of uh of basically sending a message out va- uh, very similar to what what Leeds ended up doing. Oh, by the way, they changed it back, Justin. If everybody wants to know, yeah. they they changed it back now that the super once league was the, the super league. Yeah, once the super league was disappeared, they went back to not being the eighteen nineteen uh premier
1: league. Hey, uh,
0: <laughs> but it's very similar to what Leeds did, right? Leeds Leeds came out against Liverpool with a uh for their warm-up with a with a. Oh, with, yeah. a shirt, with a shirt that said Champions League, earn it. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Who's your player of the match doing?
1: Uh, My player of the match, Should we keep it with Phil Foden. He's on fire. He is absolutely um, on fire. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't get to watch too much soccer this week. I've been at work. But, yeah, Phil Foden got the opportunity to watch him play against Aston Villa, West Ham. Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Yeah, he scored another good goal. Right place, right time. He plays above the age he is. Like, yeah. he's like a... It's like he's been playing, like, three or four extra years. Yeah. that how yeah. old he is, so... Yeah.
0: By the way, I, I know we, we're, we're, we're about to get into this on this day in soccer history, but we skipped over the fact that Barcelona won the Copa del Rey. We, we completely skipped over that. Um, they always do that. Yeah, but, I mean, it was a first half that was pretty even, and all of a sudden the second half just went, like, crazy bananas. Like, 12 minutes, four goals, boom, done. Where is Inaki at, man? He let me down. Inaki, Inaki let you down, man. He, uh, he, let, he let
1: you down. Like, he used to he used to show up in the big moments. No. He faded off. Yeah. No more Inaki Williams. <laughs> all right, Think so. Of course, course of course. Um, all right,
0: on this day in history, talking about big players that showed up for big games. All right, so on this day in soccer history in 2003, Real Madrid was playing Manchester United for the Champions League semifinals. Or sorry, to the Champions League quarterfinals. Now, Real Madrid won in in Madrid at the Bernabeu, and they went to Old Trafford to play um, Manchester United. They were up 3-1, and uh, Ronaldo, and we're talking about like OG Ronaldo, the great one. The the, 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 as we call him in Argentina, the, 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 the big Ronaldo. The big Ronaldo. <laughs> the big Ronaldo. Uh, uh, he scored a hat trick. Scored a hat trick. Um, and what was really cool about the fact that he scored a hat trick when he got subbed off the field, the
1: entire stadium stood up and gave him a standing ovation. Well, yeah, I would too. If you, in, if in, you scored a hat trick and you got subbed off like so you had
0: time in England at Old Trafford you scored a hat trick and you still came off the field uh and the entire stadium uh completely yeah yeah what did, so what did, you know when he got subbed off I don't I mean I can probably figure it out but um substitution so, <laughs> no I don't I don't think so <laughs> uh um yeah so it, it was it was really interesting.
1: We um, uh, I mean, talk about the big Ronaldo, like you got Cristiano Ronaldo, but the big Ronaldo paved the way. Absolutely, he's yeah. the reason why we got Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Like, yeah. we don't have the big Ronaldo. He's one of those those greats. Even though we got Cristiano, there's yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So that was on this day in history. Yeah. Uh, fair play of the week. My fair play of the week goes out to the world. Uh, because the world shut this nonsense down. Um, the world was not going to put up with the Super League nonsense, uh, and the world spoke. Um, not only did the world speak, they the world took action. The, world, uh, the soccer world basically was like, no, this is stupid. Even if I'm a fan of the club that's going into the Super League, uh, I am not going to put up with this. Like this is like it. it it's football is for the fans. That's a lot of the shirts were. Uh, n- enough of this money, financial nonsense that everyone wants to follow. So, or not everyone. All these only these few people. So hey, you
1: think the U.S. would still win the World Cup if uh, that went through? <laughs> Maybe we should bandwagon for the Super League then. <laughs> I mean, you lose Pulisic and like McKinney, but I don't think Dortmund was on board. You got Raya. <laughs> you got Raya, but then you got to think about it. These other countries, like like
0: no Messi, uh, no Ronaldo, Ronaldo, no De Bruyne, no no, no
1: a lot Belgium's of players. <laughs> out. <laughs> Brazil's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got look. Brazil's got no goalkeepers. <laughs> Germany, like Germany's there though. Like Germany's got no goalkeepers. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I have lawyer. No, well, yeah, yeah, I guess Byron wasn't gonna go. Well, never mind. Byron, Byron would have won. Byron would have won the World Cup.
1: <laughs> like but, well,
0: actually, yeah. It, it, well, I was gonna say PSG, but PSG has like no French players on their team. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you got a Costa Rican goalkeeper, an Argentinian midfielder, Brazilian.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they have any French players on their team. Mbappe. That's it. Yeah, we got one.
0: And then all of a sudden they signed Griezmann, and all of a sudden they they, they got two, and they're good to go now. Right.
1: right.
0: So Yeah, that would have
1: been cra- – Like,
0: Yeah, that would have been an interesting World Cup to figure out.
1: MLS would have been buying players back. <laughs> Here, go play for FC Dallas. Yeah. Um, all right, who's your favorite player of the week? Uh my favorite play of the week is gonna go out to this uh old line state tournament, state classic we're going to. Um also PA Challengers for letting me uh get into the bracket.
0: PA Classics.
1: Yeah, shout out to both tournaments for uh all they're doing. You know, definitely shout out to PA Classics for getting me into the bracket.
0: Shout um, out to Mike Mike Henning, Mike Henning.
1: Mike Henning, shout out to you guys. Uh yeah. looking forward to coming up there. But yeah, shout out to these tournament directors, man. I know they go through a lot. Yeah. Especially like booking fields, scheduling all these times. I mean, I'm sure they have some software for it, but they put a lot of work into it.
0: For sure. It is not easy to do all that stuff. All right. Well, um, that does it for this week. I mean, what a what a great episode. Episode 43. Fantastic interview. Um, I'm glad the Super League is not it's not something that was gonna be something that was still as the week started. I was hoping that it was not going to be something that big topic of discussion on the negative side of it, meaning that we were actually going to talk about what this thing was actually going to be. Uh, It'll be a fading moment. It'll be one of those things. Hey, do you remember when these clubs almost started trying to do the super league and it lasted 48 hours? Oh, that was a fun 2021. Uh, So yeah. Well, Dwayne, Dwayne, hopefully I will maybe run into you at some point this week or this weekend. I'll be be around. Uh, I will be at a soccer field. At some somewhere,
1: we'll be there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> all right. Thanks for joining us this week. And, rem- and rem- oh man, I'm gonna have to do that again. <laughs> I've messed it up. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.